You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Aging Starts Now podcast. I'm Chris Johnson, partner and attorney here at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we are talking about psychiatric telehealth for seniors, and joining us for the discussion is Ben Egabine of Associate Psychiatric Care. Welcome, Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks uh, so much for having me on today. Oh, well, thanks for taking your time, sharing your time with us, and more importantly, with our listeners, uh, so that we can get this knowledge out there. So tell us, what is psychiatric telehealth? Sure. So uh, let's just break that up into two things. The telehealth is, of course, uh, or televideo um, is a, we use smartphones, computer, laptop, anything like that. And it's basically a video call. And so it is a video call that is done um, where we have psychiatric providers that then can see our patients well, wherever they are. So they can be seen right in their homes where, uh, or anywhere else that they might want to be uh, to be seen. And they can be seen on a cell phone uh, or, I guess, a smartphone, a computer, laptop, basically anything that there can be video and audio on, we can see them through that, uh, through that device. Nice. And so when, when is someone going to want to take advantage of this? When, when is this the right option for someone? Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> the benefits to this type of psychiatric care um, is that there's no travel involved. And so it works great for um, a patient or a prospective patient who may not want to leave their home or may have trouble leaving their home uh, or wants to eliminate the time spent traveling. Uh, that's the biggest benefit to something like this. We can, we can see them. We, we never have to have, we never will have face-to-face contact. Uh, everything we do is all virtual. And so they never have to leave their home. They ever, all their paperwork, anything like that is done online. Uh, so it's a very simple, straightforward process that eliminates any of the need to, to tr- for people to travel outside of their, outside of their homes to be seen. Do the providers feel like, for um, from the patient's perspective, that because they're at home, that they're more comfortable, that they feel just uh, more able to share things? I, I, it never occurred to me that when you're when you're having these discussions, uh, that being at home just might make it easier for you. That definitely can be the case for some people, for sure. Um, this is a new technology that. Uh, I mean, the technology is not new, but the idea of telehealth or televideo is, is getting is new for the most part. Uh, and so some of it is people getting used to this idea that they may not be face to face with their doctor uh, or even their uh, or even their therapist or whoever might be providing psychiatric care or anything like that. And for some people, they may be uh, they may find that much more calming that they can be in their home, in their own personal environment, not be in an office setting or in a clinic setting or anything like that. Um, and so that is definitely something that uh, we look at as a benefit for televideo uh, is, is creating an atmosphere where uh, people can just be wherever they feel most comfortable. 
Yeah, you're you're seeing your doctor without going to see your doctor. It's a, conceptually, it's it, it is, you know. I think that's probably hard for some people to wrap their minds around the. Uh, so who do you who do you work with? Who are the people that uh, benefit from this? That is a, probably the largest part of your base. Yeah, for sure. So we see anyone over the age of seventeen, basically. So uh, we focus a lot on adults, for sure, uh, and that definitely includes senior adults. I know uh, we have uh, many patients that are senior adults, and so we can work with uh, a bunch of different types of medication and medication management, uh, anything that somebody might need um, a a psychiatrist to have to prescribe or have that expertise on medication, um, anything that uh, a patient needs as far as their mental health goes, um, we can can see them. it, we don't do anyone under the age of 17, but uh, anyone is, uh, however old they are, um, anything that they need with their mental health, we can take care of them. And really, it could be for any wide variety of reasons, whether from what you started to list out with, you know, maybe someone just can't travel, is nervous about traveling, has a, a physical infirmity or frailty, all the way to this is just more convenient for me and my schedule, right? Yes, absolutely. We can fit them in wherever it's convenient for them. It's great. We feel like uh, it's great. So instead of having to schedule two hours to visit the doctor for maybe a half hour appointment or, you know, 45 minutes total, anything like that, um, you know, this will take 20 minutes. This will take 25 minutes. There's no travel time involved. That makes it uh, a huge benefit. Um, And so we look for... um, we looked at that is definitely one of the selling points that when we talk to prospective patients, kind of what we talk to them about. Yeah, because when you set up an appointment with your doctor, if, if you typically right now, I mean, I think of when I set them up and if I have a, a 10 a.m. appointment, basically my morning is wiped because I'm going right. to I'm going to spend, you know, at a minimum 20 or 30 minutes, sometimes longer than that, just getting there. Then there's getting checked in. There's always paperwork and forms to fill out. And then, we, you know, you go in the room. And then the doctor comes, finds you. And then by the time you're out of there, another commute home, that's a morning or afternoon that's gone. And in today's world, we just can't afford to lose that time, can we? It's very true. And then then we don't want you to lose that time. We want you to keep it. We even see some of our patients on their lunch breaks from work. Um, And we can fit in and we can fit you in sort of at your convenience um, for the most part, and uh, whenever it might be convenient for you, uh, initial appointments can take sometimes up to 45 minutes, but really after that, follow-ups can take as little as 15 to 20, uh, and it eliminates the, all the extra time that you'd be uh, having to spend going to and from places. Got it. So just out of curiosity, I, I got to ask, the uh, the age 17 demarcation that we don't see anyone under the age seven uh, age of 17 why do we set the number there is there any reason behind that yeah so there is basically a big difference between child psychiatric care and adult psychiatric care um and some of that has to do with where they're at from a brain formation standpoint some of that has to do with where they're at just from a physically how big they are standpoint and how uh, medication might uh, interact with them. It's almost a fundamentally different practice. And so you have people who are, their their title is child psychiatrist, whereas we don't have a child psychiatrist. So that's part of it. Um, they almost have their own types of practice. Think of it like pediatrician to compared to a regular doctor. Like yeah. sure, a regular doctor could definitely see children, but their expertise isn't in children, whereas a pediatric doctor 
their expertise is in children. And so we just sort of, um, we have sort of made that distinction at age 17. Uh, the other part of it too, is that uh, anyone over the age of 17, so when you're talking about 18 and up, um, essentially they can speak for themselves. And so that for us eliminates the need to do a lot of, um, I guess we don't need to have parents involved, for example. Yeah. So if we're treating adults, we don't have to go through um, parent permission forms, all these different things. And there is a lot of, uh, it's just some different liability involved there. And so we kind of looked at it as where we wanted to focus our practice on as we got started. Uh, and what we wanted to pr- focus on was senior adults and, and, and adults in general. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing because it's, it's, uh, you know, another learning point. I, I never knew, I mean, you, you assume that there are differences, but that, that a child psych, a psychiatrist and a regular psychiatrist, that there really are these big fundamental differences. And that makes sense. I think when you think about it, uh, sure. in, in how that affects your guys' practice, that's very interesting. So let's talk about the type of equipment that's needed. Do, what, what do people need to participate in this? Is there equipment that you guys provide? How does all this work? Sure. So all you need is a device, uh, whether it's a smartphone, tablet, computer, laptop, that's all you need. Um, we, uh, we use uh, Zoom. So Zoom is our video interface. So because of that, however, you do need an email address. And so we do realize that that can be a barrier to entry for some people with having an email address and having a little bit of technological, I guess, savvy to be able to get on a Zoom call uh, and and then have an email address or a cell phone number. But those things are what's needed. That's kind of just the nature of telehealth. Yeah. We uh, we don't usually um, we don't usually do phone appointments just because of some of the insurance things and some of the uh, the things with prescribing certain medication. It has to be done televideo, not via telephone. Okay. So we have to keep everything televideo. And so because of that, the things that you need are a device that has this video screen. So again, smartphone, laptop, iPad, whatever it might be, uh, and an email address. As long as we have those things, we can take care of you. Got it. And Zoom's a pretty user. We use Zoom all the time. Zoom's a pretty user-friendly platform. Uh, it is not an overly complex system. And if, if it's a senior, because I think when we think about people who, who might be a little less tech savvy, oftentimes we're thinking about seniors that are, you know, maybe unfamiliar with a computer having an email set up, but their kids can help them get set up with an email address and, and get that first login with Zoom or, or uh, you know, another caregiver or something to help them get that established, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and we generally will encourage that if people are having a lot of questions, a lot of tech questions for us. We have an IT department too that can help. We've walked many people through the process of downloading the Zoom app, making sure that they can get logged in. Um, of course, it's in our benefit to build our patient base by making sure that our patients can understand how to get on and stay on. And, uh, and so that's definitely a benefit for us. And so we, we really strive to make it as easy as, as possible. Um, of course, we staying within the rules of, of what uh, you know certain healthcare uh, insurance companies uh, or licensing boards have said is appropriate for telehealth, and so um, that's why we have to use Zoom. It's uh, uh, HIPAA certified, so it can be secure. As a that's why we can't just use FaceTime or we can't use right. Skype or anything like that. It has to specifically be this version of Zoom that we have. Yeah. 
Well, and I think that's good. I want to emphasize what you just said. The fact that you guys have your own organic IT department to help people uh, because it, helping them get access, it's, it's giving them the keys to this. And I think that's in, in so many different realms in the healthcare world. The goal is to get people access to open these doors. And not only do you do this with the platform, but you enable people to access the platform that you guys have created and provided. That, that's a big deal. Yes, absolutely. And that was kind of the original uh, reason for the company, the kind of what set us up, or I guess what our original mission statement was or mission was as a company. And, and we're based um, here in Middle Tennessee. and But we really saw this need for providing psychiatric care for places that weren't Nashville or weren't Memphis or weren't Chattanooga or Knoxville, I suppose, uh, where there any all these spaces in between where there, were, there weren't psychiatric doctors or there wasn't a great, an easy access to psychiatric care. So that's what kind of what led us to develop the company and, and come up with this idea of being able to provide psychiatric care anywhere in the state of Tennessee that it's needed. So if someone is in a small town or they're in an, uh, an urban setting or they're anywhere in between, they can they can access psychiatric care again via those devices um, without having to travel hours to get to a psychiatric doctor or get to a psychiatric hospital even or any of those things. Yep. And not, not only does it allow them to access it, but it allows them to access the best care as well because now they can they can shop around even more because now geography isn't the the primary driver of this. Now they can look and say, I'm, I'm most comfortable with this person, even if, though that doctor or that therapist might be an extra hour away. It takes that right. out of the equation and allows them to get the very best care for them. Absolutely. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. So what kind of insurance do you guys take? How does that work? How does the, how have the insurance companies embraced this model? Well, I don't know if they've embraced it, but they generally do accept it. <laughs> uh, it's mostly, a, you know, some of these larger companies move somewhat at, at an archaic pace every once in a while. But uh, right now we accept the four majors. And so by saying that, I mean, we accept uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, uh, Aetna, Cigna, and United Healthcare Plans. Um, we are, a, I would say we're still a startup. The company is, is new. It's only a couple years old. And so we are, we are working the waters of navigating the great river of Medicare. Uh, and so <laughs> we don't know what, when that will happen. Um, it's just a time-consuming thing. Of course, with COVID, that slowed everything down from that process and getting us being able to accept that. But for right now, uh, those are the four we accept. And then we also do, uh, we offer a, a pretty reasonable private pay rate if someone wants to just private pay if they don't have any of those four. And that's $190 for the initial appointment and then $95 for any follow-ups that might be needed. Okay. And now are those rates, so those rates are, are they set by you or by the doctors? How does that work? They're set by us as a company. Uh, okay. And it's just taking into account, you know, just like anything, how much we're paying our providers, uh, what our overhead is, and then trying to be as reasonable as we can to uh, make sure that people do have access to, to the care that they that they need. Okay. So the providers that you guys offer, does this become that individual's primary provider or is this to augment with who they use regularly? How, do, how does that all work out? Sure. So what the way our company is set up is that we have what's called APRNs or advanced nurse, advanced practicing nurses, uh, advanced practice nurses that are specializing in uh, providing psychiatric care. And then we have a, a psychiatrist on staff that oversees them. And so when somebody gets a hold of our company and, and we set an appointment, what they're going to be seeing is they're going to be seeing a nurse practitioner um, that is then being overseen by psychiatrists. 
So their specialty is in psychiatric medication management. And so what that means is that um, they have gone through the training that your primary care physician has not when it comes to psychiatric drugs, psychiatric treatments, um, anything like that. And so that is sort of the difference between a general practicing physician and a psychiatric physician. Uh, psychiatric physicians can prescribe certain medications that um, your regular physicians cannot. Uh, they also have the expertise to know, hey, here's what you're, here are the medications you're currently taking and here's how these, um, these medications from a psychiatric perspective may, may interact with those. And so if somebody might need, you know, if they need a Zoloft uh, for anti-anxiety or depression or something a little more like a Prozac or anything like that, um, our doctors and providers, they are, trained to know how that is going to interact with their current medication regime to make sure that we give them the best medication possible for them with as few side effects as possible. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, that's fantastic to know. The uh, I think it is in today's world, you know, two, two years into COVID, access to psychiatric care, good quality psychiatric care is probably more important than it's ever been. That's exactly what we feel. Uh, and we were... Um, just as disappointed with COVID as everybody else was. And the one silver lining for us is that we had this system set up. And so it really allowed us to, as we went out in the community, albeit very virtually for a long time, went out into the community, we were able to continue offering our services without skipping a beat to people who needed them. Um, because again, everything we do is virtual. We have no, we have no brick and mortar. Um, no, or no established physical location. Um, and so we didn't miss a beat with COVID. And so we're just moving on through. And now we're, uh, it opened up a lot of doors. A lot of more insurance companies are a lot more open to accepting televideo appointments. And I think a lot more of the general public is also open to wanting to, are open to being, uh, to accepting televideo appointments, whether that's uh, a general practitioner, their physician, the clinic down the street to psychiatric care, to therapy, anything like that. Yeah, it is. Some of us, it, it, we come to technology kicking and screaming sometimes, but I think when you actually finally get into it, you see the benefit that it does. For some people, this is going to be great because of it's just convenient. And there's a lot of people who this is going to be uh, just heaven sent because it's a necessity. They just don't have access to this without a platform such as yours. How lucky we are that you guys have this, that you guys are in our area. Uh, I, ben, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your time and, and sharing a bit about uh, associate psychiatric care. We appreciate your time greatly. Absolutely. And if anyone has any questions, you can visit our website. It's asocpsychcare, A-S-S-O-C, psychcare.com. Uh, you can always just Google us too. That'll show up. Uh, associate psychiatric care um, and the phone number is on there a way to contact us a lot of uh, different information to answer questions um, and uh, so take a look there if you have any questions at all and we would love to hear uh, how we can help that's great stuff i'm going to say that website again assoc psychcare.com go visit the website read about it get their number and if it's something that's for you reach out that's going to be it today for today's episode thank you for listening take us mcginnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one join us next week for another episode of aging starts now Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, 
visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 